Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I am your host, pharmacist Eric Christensen. Thank you so much for listening today. As always, go check out reallifepharmacology.com. We've got a free top 200 study guide. It's 31-page PDF, a lot of content within there. Uh, and of course, a lot of important things you're going to see uh, throughout your career as a practicing healthcare professional, as well as uh, throughout school in pharmacology courses and final exams, board exams. Uh, so definitely go take advantage of that free resource at reallifepharmacology.com. With that, let's get into the drug of the day today, and that is Vardenafil. Uh, you might notice that ending, uh, Vardenafil. Uh, similar to sildenafil, uh, tadalafil is another example. So uh, this is a PDE5 inhibitor that is used for erectile dysfunction primarily. Uh, Levitra is the brand name here. Mechanistically, how does this medication work? So with the uh, process of uh, male sexual stimulation, nitric oxide plays an important role. And this nitric oxide release activates guanylate cyclase to increase cyclic GMP. So cyclic GMP is an important mediator in uh, helping to create the male erection. So what Vardenafil does is preserves cyclic GMP by inhibiting phosphodiesterase 5. Okay, so this is basically an enzyme that breaks down cyclic GMP. So by blocking PDE5, uh, we're increasing the amount of cyclic GMP, which helps with uh, erection and things of that nature. So that's how the drug uh, primarily works uh, and helps with erectile dysfunction. Dosing ranges typically for most patients somewhere between 5 and 20 milligrams uh, given before sexual activity, uh, usually approximately 60 minutes at least. Um, Off-label, there are some uses for uh, Vardenafil and PDE5 inhibitors in general, I guess. Uh, Pulmonary arterial hypertension uh, and Raynaud's are probably the two most common. With that said, I don't think I've ever seen uh, Vardenafil used for that purpose. I have typically seen uh, Sildenafil, uh, that would be Viagra uh, or Rivadio, and then uh, Tadalafil, or the brand name uh, there is is Cialis. So um, I see those two, or have seen those two much more uh, frequently uh, in some of those off-label uses than I have Uh, Vardenafil. So just a little uh, clinical practice experience, uh, at least from my perspective there. All right, adverse drug reactions. So uh, the two most common things that patients are going to report are flushing, so kind of that redness in the face, uh, warm sensation uh, type feeling, and headache. So those are the the two biggest things. Uh, Probably third Uh, It can drop blood pressure, so we've really got to pay attention, um, particularly maybe in patients that, you know, are at fall risk or maybe they have already lower blood pressure to begin with. Uh, It may really exacerbate that issue for them. So generally, low blood pressure dizziness uh, in younger, you know, relatively healthy patients 
um, probably not too big a deal, but as we um, go up the age spectrum, we may run into that risk a little bit more there. Now, rare adverse effects, uh, there have some things that, uh, there are some rare things that have been reported, certainly. Um, so one is visual color changes, visual changes, um, hearing issues have been reported rarely, uh, and then preopism. So basically this erection lasting uh, an inappropriate length of time, several hours, for example. Uh, contraindications, so nitrates, I'll talk about that a little bit more uh, with drug interactions. Um, I do want uh, to point out that the recommended separation for Vardenafil uh, is 24 hours. Now, this is the same as Sildenafil. Uh, if you remember, Tadalafil actually has a longer half-life, so that recommended separation is at least uh, 48 hours there. Uh, with nitrates. So don't, again, don't take them together. Uh, and those are the recommended uh, time separation uh, between when you might be able to, or when you might be able to, or should be able to take a, a nitrate um, compared with a PDE5 inhibitor. Uh, if you want a little bit more reading on that, uh, I've got an article recommended separation for nitrates and PDE5 inhibitors. And that's at meded101.com. So if you just Google search that recommended separation uh, for nitrates and PDE5 inhibitors, you should um, get it in uh, your search engine uh, there. Uh, kinetics. So the onset of action is 60 minutes. So when the package insert says it's recommended to give at least 60 minutes before sexual activity, that's why. Uh, because the onset does take a little bit of time. Uh, for maybe you dietitian folks listening, or if you want just another uh, clinical practice pearl for patient education, uh, if you've got a patient that's reporting it's not working that well, uh, keep in mind that a high-fat meal can actually lower concentrations. So um, definitely one little uh, caveat there, if a patient is eating with it or around it and they have uh, a meal that's higher in fat content, uh, it may actually lower drug concentrations. All right, let's take a quick break from our sponsor and we'll wrap up with drug interactions. If you're in the market for any pharmacist board certification study material like ambulatory care, pharmacotherapy, geriatrics, NAPLEX, or other exams, go check out meded101.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E. In addition, we've got new resources out for pharmacology folks. If you're in school, uh, just out of school, taking board exams. Uh, check out Flippin' Pharmacology flashcards on Amazon, uh, as well as uh, Pharmacology Crossword Puzzle Activity Book by MedEd101. So two great new resources, been really helpful, pretty highly rated now. Um, definitely going to help you uh, prepare for pharmacology exams and uh, just get better at pharmacology in general. So uh, go check out those resources. Uh, support the sponsor, meded101.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E. All right, drug interactions. So I already chatted about the major drug interaction, and this is going to come up on uh, board exams, pharmacology exams, and that's with nitrates. So, you know, nitroglycerin, uh, isosorbide mononitrate, isosorbide dinitrate, uh, those type of medications. We've, we've got to avoid uh, PDE5 inhibitors. And basically what happens is it's a substantial 
uh, reduction in blood pressure that can lead to syncope and some really bad things. So um, definitely pay attention to that. Obviously, a, a well-known uh, board exam question that you're, you're likely to see there. Uh, some other things to pay attention to. So alcohol intake um, can potentially have an exacerbating effect on dropping blood pressure. Uh, it can also worsen flushing. Alcohol alone, um, particularly in excess, uh, can definitely cause some flushing. Adding it on top of a PDE5 inhibitor like Vardenafil can increase that risk for flushing. Uh, other blood pressure lowering medications, I think that's a lot of common sense. ACE inhibitors, beta blockers, um, alpha blockers are probably one of the worst. Um, they can really have an exacerbating effect on hypotension. CYP3A4 inhibitors. So Vardenafil is broken down by CYP3A4. So if we use a CYP3A4 inhibitor, a uh, classic dietary example is grapefruit juice. Uh, we're going to increase the concentrations of Vardenafil and obviously you know, increase the risk of flushing and headache and dizziness and all the adverse effects that go with it. So um, definitely something to pay attention to. And of course, there's many, many other drugs uh, that can inhibit CYP3A4. Uh, and then it is reported in the literature. Uh, I wouldn't say I worry about it to a crazy extent, but um, QT prolongation risk has been reported uh, with Vardenafil. Obviously, this is going to be in patients um, on drugs that interact with that. So, you know, amiodarone, quinolone antibiotics, uh, antipsychotics are a few examples um, that just kind of... Uh, would increase that risk for QTC prolongation. All right, well, I think that's going to wrap up the podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or found it helpful, uh, please leave a rating review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. I uh, greatly appreciate that. Uh, also, share us, friends, colleagues, classmates. Uh, don't, don't hesitate to uh, share the podcast as a resource for uh, those taking pharmacology courses and board exams and things of that nature. So please do that. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, suggestions, comments, uh, don't like something, do like something, uh, no worries at all. I've, I've uh, got quite a few of co uh, compliments and, co and complaints, so um, definitely open to, to hearing them. Uh, mededucation101 at gmail.com is my email. Or LinkedIn is probably the social media platform I'm most active on. You can find me there, Eric Christensen, PharmD, BCPS, BCGP. Uh, don't forget to support the sponsor, meded101.com slash store. Those two great resources, brand new, fairly brand new out, Flippin' Pharmacology Flashcards and the Pharmacology Crossword Puzzle Book by Meded101. Uh, go take advantage of that. And if you're in the market for pharmacist board certification study materials, uh, we've got a great list of resources there as well. So again, all those uh, links can be found at meded101.com store. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.